Hello, I'm Dan. And I'm Simon. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Simon, what are we talking about this week? This week, Daniel, we're talking about Billy Austin. Uh, of course we are. I'll give you. I'll give you his full name, uh, mm-hmm. Sydney William Austin. Oh God, that ch- that this changes everything. Uh, yeah. Do you want to have a guess about uh, of what he did? Can I have a clue? Can I have um, a vowel, please? Uh, you can have a vowel, and that vowel is O. Okay. Can I have a consonant, please? Uh, uh, F. Is he a frog? No, no. He's he's an English. Uh, so so not French. He was an English professional footballer who played professionally for Norwich City, Manchester City, and Chesterfield. Uh, and he was he was born in 1900, so I guess that's why he was called Sidney William Austin, because I don't oh. think I'd, you'd ever get a football player called that these days. Um, the more you know. And he played 160 times for Man City, scoring 43 goals. Good Lord. Yeah. This, How long did this, he play for them for? He played. So he played for Man City. Um, oh, it doesn't have dates when he was at Man City. It was 160 times for them, and in total, he played 358 appearances and scored 86 goals across all of his clubs. And he had just the just the one England cap. Heavens! It said Brexit means Brexit, and it was in dark. It was in red because that's the colour he wants his passport to be. God damn it! Mm. Uh, so was it no? Was it blue? Was it it's going back to going to blue? Yes, it's going going to blue uh, because mm. that was that's why we did it, guys. That was the only reason why we did that referendum. Yeah. We we just didn't want all the extra millions of pounds that we net gained from the EU. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not very much to talk about here. I, I I I as we talked last time, the Church of Clark Catholicism is very much a you know you you take what you can get kind of philosophy. Mm. Um, and and I thought that I, I'd be uh, pretty hypocritical if I didn't do that this time round. So well, I Well and you've and you're you've reaped the rewards of that. And I, I don't have. want to kind of don't want to uh, it all over your ideological <laughs> views, but uh, I don't want to say who probably produces the better article. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, this isn't terribly interesting. There is a yeah. there is actually a little thing at the bottom that says this biographical article, you know, is, is a stub, but it's specifically related to English football. There's a little icon that somebody's gone to the trouble of making, which is a little football with a St George's cross over it. Which I, oh. is quite sweet really. That's nice. Um, oh, end on end on a high. Every every shitty Wikipedia article has a silver lining. I mean, in this uh, we, case, it's an we icon. could we could expand this a little bit because there are it's in two. There, at the bottom, it's you know a bunch of categories that this page belongs to. We have 1900 births, uh, as in people who were born in the year 1900, and also Not just a selective who, 1900 people who were born. Yeah, I mean that would be an interesting article, and I think someone mm. should definitely create that. Although, as we learned last time, there's a whole list of things that you shouldn't do on Wikipedia. Mm, um, that's probably one of them. And then there's another uh, uh, category, which is people who died in 1979. Now, I'll give you the choice. Which one would you like to, to, for me to click on and to see if we can find someone interesting? Uh, the second one, please. So people who died in 1979. Let's have a look. Oh, my God. So many people died. I mean, this page which only... Year, sorry? 1979. 79. Oh, my God. There's so many people. Are these people from, from where again? This is just pe- anybody in the world who was important who died in 1979. And le- the first page oh, only goes down to all of the letter A and the first seven people whose name begins with B. Hmm. Uh, oh, my God. There was a mathematician, uh, a rugby unioner. Um, oh, another footballer who, who was born in 1913. It's kind of fun. Any noteworthy musicians? Uh, oh, my God. Um... The problem is, if they were particularly noteworthy, they probably don't have musician or composer in their name, which is what I'm looking for. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. 
and also uh, this assumes that their name begins with a um and a lot of people beginning with a died i mean i i, I can't see anyone here's name i recognize interestingly there's someone whose whose name is in italics his name is alex no is that the, their name oh hang on his, oh, so i mean we're it, just breezing over my really awful pun there but yeah okay. I, did, I deliberately breezed over that thank you that's that's nice i thought it was quite good you said it's alex i mean i wish that their name was actually alex i just looked i just clicked on the link and i was really hoping that was the case but no oh. unfortunately um sad, sad they would everyone. so the, this article this is way more interesting um this is an article for Louis Abernathy and Temple Abernathy, who were children mm. from Oklahoma who, without adult supervision, took several cross- cross-country trips. On one trip, they rode on horseback from Oklahoma to Manhattan when they were 10 and 6 years old, respectively. Wow. Wow. These- yeah! Oh, you said that, and I didn't really listen. And then I thought, I, li- I listened to what you'd said back again in my head, namely the age, and kind of <laughs> lost it. Yeah, I mean... I mean, this again is a relatively short article. Mm. Um, they they had an interesting life. It's, uh, it seems that they kind of did more and more of this. Uh, apparently, in 1911, they accepted a challenge to ride from, on a horseback from New York to San Francisco in 60 days or less. They definitely mean fewer. Uh, they agreed to mm. not eat or sleep indoors at any point of the journey, and they collect ten thousand dollars if they succeeded. But they did it in 62 days, and so didn't get given the prize. But set a record for the trip. Hmm. Well done them. Wow. Well Much... done, Temple. Also, Temple. Yeah, strong name. What a cool name. Temple Abernathy. That's a wizard's name. When, they're, um, when they were at school together, it would have sounded like they were reading off like interesting geographical destinations. Abernathy Temple. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a tube station if I've ever heard one. Abernathy yeah. Temple. What you need to do is get on the, um, get on the curtains line, uh, <laughs> change at Abernathy Temple, and then rejoin the skirting board line. Mm. to um to zip of coat and you've got to be careful if you're doing that that the grommet service only runs on the second wednesday of the month mm. um so if you're doing that you have to go through mornington crescent and then, ah, exactly. then you get to abernathy temple i mean yeah. that is are we, are we playing old boys rules because if, yeah, if we're, yes if we're not, transept then... transept diagonals are allowed yeah yeah okay okay <laughs> that's a very niche re- reference to anyone who uh who gets mornington crescent i spent so long as a kid trying to work out the rules of that game for, the, for those of you who don't listen to i'm sorry i haven't a clue this is like a long running and i mean like 40 or 50 years this thing's been going on this radio show on radio 4 and um it's i guess it's it was a bit like oh what's it called it's the antidote to panel games was the describe mm. it's how it's described it's a panel show where there's like the same four people every time and then there's an extra guest that they rotate and um yes. they just play stupid party games basically and one of them Oh, well, the other ones I should point out, it's stuff like trying to sing one song to the tune of another. Which is amazing. As, obviously, as, as kind of music fans, there's some mm. really, really excellent, excellent ones there. I'm trying to remember some good, like Rob Brydon. Oh, he uh, can the, sing the, as the well. He, yeah, exactly. Um, he, he did. And he, he, they always choose like a, a Tom Jones song because his impression is pretty flawless. Yeah. Um, well, his, by his impression, do you mean his singing? Like, he, he can just sing like Tom Jones. It's very impressive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it would be stuff like uh, Swanee Kazoo, when you do a musical cover and you have to play the kazoo and then the other person has a Swanee whistle. Or mm-hmm. you'd have, like, Uxbridge English Dictionary, which mm-hmm. would be uh, giving alternative definitions for words, mm-hmm. like um, tarmac, Scottish gratitude. Yeah. Or uh, trum- uh, trumpet, uh, a small bigot. Mm. Uh, and stuff like that and then there was this other game called mornington crescent where 
as a kid, what you'd hear, what I'd heard, was a series of tri- uh, tube stations on the London Underground named one after the other, and then eventually someone would say Mornington Crescent and would win. And they would go into this by saying, yep, so we're not allowing, uh, because we're playing the King Edward rules, we're not allowing switchbacks on the, on the flip-flop line. And mm. then they'd be kind of like, a, mm, mm, from the panels, uh, panellists. And there'd be a different new rule that they introduce every week. And you would sit there trying to work out what the f- they were doing and what mm. of course as an adult they're making it up as they go they're just naming random tube stations yeah and making up random rules as well being like um i believe given that we are playing king king edward rules um if you're if you're approaching another player from a southeasterly direction um you actually have to forfeit your turn and um, move back four stations and yeah. they just take it in their stride they go, oh yes of course oh how could i be so stupid <laughs> yeah or, or someone would say something and then the audience would as a whole go "Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. chinese fireball yeah um chinese fireball Ooh. Although, or like the guest would come in with one and they'd be like ah, oh, well she's new like you know she'll learn <laughs> mm. yeah yeah so um if, oh that bloody game anyway mm. um uh I feel like we haven't actually drawn attention to our tangents in quite a while. Although mm. we did talk about tangents of a different kind last time around. What well, I was actually um, hey, humor. Um, what I was, uh, what we were talking about uh, before we started. Um, uh, we were talking because I just put out a video uh, as of recording this. We were recording. I thought it when you were erring there, you forgot th- what this was. You're like before we started this, um, this uh, the Wikicast, Simon, our podcast that we do every week. <laughs> I'm getting that old, thing. right? The older the older I get, the less I remember. You're um, not getting old. Speaking of getting old, I'm also getting old very, very soon. And it's yes. very scary. Next yeah. week, in fact. Next Wednesday. My you, good heavens. What are you doing for your for your big uh one oh? Are you My big my big one oh. I'm uh I'm I'm allowed to cut the cake myself. Ooh. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's and I'm moment. officially allowed to run with scissors because once you're <laughs> after the age of 10, it's completely fine. No, uh, my 21st, uh, Hugo and I are having a, a big thing. There's a really nice cocktail-y, bar-y place in, in Exeter called The Monkey Suit. Ah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Interestingly, if there's any... This could be quite funny, actually. If there's any people in Exeter who are listening and you're free on the 23rd, Friday the 23rd, from 7.30, come to The Monkey Suit. It's got 180 people capacity. I doubt we're going to make we'll fill it. So if you want to come along, you can come along. And Dan, I'll buy you a drink. What? What was that? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Steady. You can buy me a drink. It's my birthday. F*** you. Yeah, there you go. F*** you. It's his birthday. Um, oh, nice. Very nice. Mm. Um, yes, I, 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 was, I forgot about that, actually. Because um, I'm, I'm away. It's uh, I'm down this week because I'm recording something for the Chapel Choir and then I'm back again doing some Messiah stuff with you in like a couple of weeks. But I'm mm. all over the place at the moment. I am absolutely I sang some Messiah place. today, Simon. Oh, what did you sing? I sang Comfort Ye. Comfort Ye. I know what this is about, but we agreed that we weren't going to talk about this um, mm. on, on, on the stream, I nearly it's said. Go- yes, it's going to be, we're going to keep it cryptic. But uh, yeah, Dan did some singing today and got quite nervous. Basically, Dan's going for something, and uh, we we think he's going to get it, mostly because he broke the legs of the competitors. Yeah, Um, I did. I taught him well, Uh, uh, and yeah, that's all we'll say on the matter. But I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that what you said earlier to me before we recorded, I'm glad it went well, Mm. Uh, and it was Mm. great, great, great piece to do actually. I was listening Mm. to some Bach actually today, and I was like, oh, if I need to do like a audition, this that would be a a good one to do. The um, Espiritu Sancto. Uh, mm. From the the credo from Bach's Mass in B minor, I was like, mm. "Oh, that's very nice." I've oh. been listening to the Gloria on repeat, and I'm also teaching some movements from the Saint Matthew Passion tomorrow ah. with uh, ex-university singers. Plug, plug, plug. 
Speaking of um, that's very nice. Did you see what Tom Scar has done to his hair? I have. Uh, that's not very nice. I think it kind of works. I think it seems. I think he looks a bit like a pineapple. <laughs> I mean, I love him. Don't get me wrong. And I see the reasoning why, and it's exciting. And I've, I, I need to build up the courage to dye my hair. I do want to do it at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a bold choice. It's, it's a, a very bold. I, it's choice. one of those things that you can only really do when you're young, though, isn't it? For, for the record, for those of you who don't know, Tom Scar, the um, yeah, the uh, YouTuber. But as in, I've been thinking of doing it. Like the the idea that you can only really get away with dyeing your hair a shocking, like uniform color. You can't do that when you're like forty. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. For for the for reference, those for those that don't know, Tom Scar um, or Tom Ridgewell is a YouTuber who has just had what I would consider pretty normal brunette hair his entire life, um, and now has just dyed it, like bleached it completely, like shocking white. Um, mm. It's yeah. It's it's a look. And and mm. I don't know. It's like, uh, maybe I will dye my hair at some point. I wouldn't want to go for like a stereotypical YouTuber blue or, or red. I think or silver. Oh yeah, or well, the uh, PewDiePie silver's hair. very popular, and that's exactly what I want to do. Oh yes, yes you do. Do do you think you could look like uh, Geralt from uh, The Witcher Three, the early? Years? Oh yeah, for sure. I'll just grow my hair out again. He says again, <laughs> and those photos will never be public available. But never. Uh, Although yeah. speaking speaking of which, um, uh, have, did you see the amazing live stream which your forehead? Oh my god! Did the, okay. Everyone gather round. Something amazing <laughs> happened. Uh, it was yesterday. Uh, which one? There were there have been two sets of live streams. Oh, I've only seen the first one. Oh, okay. So so the first one was like three four days ago. I posted mm. the day before. I shared the picture of Dan and I as Sims characters on the Wikicast Facebook page. I believe it's your Simon's Simon's thesis beard. No, it's your forehead that that oh, um, it's my forehead that did that the, did, that, that, that did the streaming. The meme came from my beard. We have well, my, we have my, amazing fans. Yeah, my both both um both my well my forehead and Simon's thesis beard um have they both have Twitter accounts, but uh, the forehead also has a YouTube channel, um and what I can only describe as something truly beautiful and awe inspiring happened, whereby uh, Simon and I were recreated in The Sims. You were way too tall. You were way, way too tall. Yeah, I mean, you were also... (laughs) I was a thick boy. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, was very funny. I looked like William Riker mixed with Mr. Spock. Like, I had, like, like, the evil beard, and then I had, had, like, massive ears for some reason. I looked like like that guy who played the villain in um, Spy Kids' Island of Lost Dreams, which is very niche. Like, I appreciate that I'm trying to give an example, and that's quite possibly the (laughs) nicest example I can give. Um, is that the first one like him uh yes back into one i think the guy with the flugels um hang on i'm gonna have to look up the name of that yeah and the thumb thumbs the thumb thumbs i um pixel girl and i re uh watched spy kids uh last valentine's day and i think this this coming weekend i might have to watch spy kids 2 with her uh, Mm. because it's kind of hilarious and then you've got to watch spy kids 3d and then you've got to watch uh spy kids 4d Oh, I forgot there was a 4D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Shark Boy um, and Lava Girl, which I think was the same production company. No. Oh, okay. Mm. Right. I'll have to check that. Uh, the guy mm. you're thinking of is Alan Cumming. That's, yeah. Yeah. Now, he's not. I thought he, he looks he like in... someone who's a very famous ballet dancer, male ballet dancer. No, he's he's not. He's he's done a fair bit on stage, um, but he's not a ballet dancer. He was recently, the only reason I know is because when the... Um, the National Portrait Artist of the Year, which is just one of the many exciting television shows that Dan watches. You are so old. Yes, go um, on. Uh, they featured him, and they are like a, there is like a spitting image of each other. I forget his name. Somebody's going to write in. Please write in, or 
uh, tweet me as to who the guy I'm thinking of. He's a famous, I think he's Scottish, but he might be Irish, but they're basically all the same. He's foreign. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he's a really famous, oh, it could be American. I don't know. Basically, he did a lot of, um, he did a lot of ballet and he's really, really cool and very interesting guy, but he looks exactly like Alan Cummings. Oh my God, Next. he was, he was in Goldeneye. He was that guy. Mm-hmm. He was the was he the he was the guy that um yes he gets frozen in liquid light stream he's like I'm invincible and then gets frozen it's that guy oh. Oh, I I, I did not me. know that anyway yes you look like him with lipstick and a, a very tasteful hat um but the thing that surprised me the most was actually two things surprised me the most which is a kind of a paradox one I wasn't expecting uh, your forehead to be a girl I don't know why I just assumed it was a guy because you're a guy I think wait I didn't know this. Yeah, because the second live stream, she had a microphone and was talking um, over what well, she built us a house. And oh, I haven't seen this. Oh, yeah. this is exciting. Okay. Now, admittedly, the to la- go, I'm going to watch that this evening. The lag was pretty terrible. Like, it's almost, you can't really watch it. But um, I know that she went over to Twitch <laughs> to stream. <laughs> Don't be too harsh, mate. Tell us how you feel. No, no. She was like, oh, on the stream, I was listening and she was like, oh my God, this is so bad. Um, mm. And there was like a, a minute, literally a minute delay between what she did and what we saw. Um, so she moved over to Twitch. But yeah, like a, a girl with a very nice voice. I was a, like very. A, a, a very very easy to listen to i've got to say i think there's a there's a market for your forehead to do audiobooks wow how exciting so this i was going to say the second thing which surprised me was i will also were... be having to take i mean any profits made i will have to take a 60 percent cut because that is the majority of my forehead that makes up my person <laughs> <laughs> um but but the other thing the other thing which surprised me the most was that there were only i think six people watching and i know for a fact that we have so about... like this wiki like this podcast I mean, we have two thousand people who listen to this this podcast on the regular. Like, yeah, but how many stay listening after the intro? They hear our voices and turn it off. Yeah, it's just the new two thousand people every time, minus those six or seven people. But um, I will include a link down in the description to the Twitch and the YouTube. We should absolutely support this because I thoroughly encourage the shit posting uh, mm. and the, the terrible quality memes, which are amazing. And also, just... the re- the 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 um, uh, synthesizing. SATB four-part harmony pieces. The Essisein Ross Esprungen was absolutely amazing. It, could, it brought me much joy. I cried. It was lovely. Yeah, and then we had that remix recently, as I said at the start of the um, Wikicast theme, which was which was fantastic. Like I, it was uh, my friend Alex who. Uh, Thermoflynamics is his, uh, he hates being called. Uh, listened to it and was like, "This is this is really good. Like this is really well yeah. mixed." Yeah. Um, so I I think we should absolutely support this. Um, the, the this there's like a real nucleus of the fandom. It was really cool. I was looking in the chat and um, watching that live stream. There was your forehead. There was my beard. There was mm. uh, Judith Dawson because uh, the American lady from last week that we talked about. She has her own Twitter account now. Yeah. Uh, as does Bobby Dawson, her son. Uh, they were in the chat we also had um hannah muller who writes us fan fiction and we actually mm-hmm. do have a fan fiction from her this week funnily Ooh. enough she has promised that it is better I don't know whether to be scared or I've had, she's or promised both. that it is not like the previous one where dan and i had really quite graphic sex mm. um so uh, how you remind me hang well, on i'm just going to be a little bit sick uh, past the the mind bleach um but we had all these people in the chat and it was it was great i love the, the the interactions with you guys uh the people who listen to this the dear dear readers uh is the best so i think maybe uh forehead next time you're streaming let me know and i'll, I'll and i will for one see if i can kind of join you and uh in in this uh in this endeavor to build us a house because i think it sounds absolutely hilarious mm. um yeah uh, uh, thoroughly thoroughly entertaining 
Uh, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Again, there'll be a link in the, the show notes for this. The thing that I love is that we've it's, it's we've been around long enough now that we're starting to almost warrant our own wiki. I was just thinking that. When are we going to get our own Wikipedia? how gloriously meta would that be to explain the in-jokes and to explain the sign-offs and the the, the kind of the documenting the history of... I mean, you know, if you're a a dedicated uh, reader and you've got some free time on your hands, feel free to create um, uh, wikicast.wiki.com. Oh, oh! You you actually mean like a full on wiki? For, I oh thought, yeah, I mean I, like let's go the whole hog if we're going to do this. Let's, I thought let's you settle meant, in. I assumed you meant like create a Wikipedia page for the Wikicast, as in one day maybe we'll randomize and get it. You actually want I a mean, full let's Wikipedia? Just, let's sprint just before about we're even us. born, Simon. Let's just go. Let's just like okay. pump those legs in the womb, like. Well, if Mark Commode and, and um, Simon Mayer have their own that their radio show has a wiki, uh, a wiki all of its own, yeah then, you know, why can't we? I mean, the answer is that we mm. get way, 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 way fewer listeners. But why can't we, really? But uh, we also have way, way, way better listeners. So we can make up thing. for it. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else that we were going to talk about? Um, I mean, I-, I just tried to cast my mind back and I just had 1,900 dead people. Just the, that phrase flashed through my mind. So oh my as far as tangents go, we're outdoing ourselves today. Oh, that was the thing. I'm looking at it now. Um, just, just what I said to begin with was that well, I had the video go out. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, my, if you haven't seen it, I did a video about going from primary school to PhD and a story of my Viva. Um, and basically, it's it's really interesting to me. I love the back end of YouTube. It's got a lovely arse, um, and it also gives you fantastic statistics. Get a look at his arse. <laughs> oh, did you hear about that? By the way, there was there was a case of in the West Country, a swan was on the loose, and a police officer had to catch it. Oh um, my god! Amazing. It was all over. It was all over Twitter, and there's a picture of this this police officer holding up a swan wrapped in his police jacket. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, was the headline how so um no luck catching when did you want swans, to become then. when when did you want to become a policeman officer when did you want to become a policeman, policeman officer, officer. <laughs> yeah, nice uh oh the west Co- it's so true that film hit the this episode the is um proudly sponsored by the film hot fuzz we'd like to thank uh simon <laughs> Peg Wright. and uh thingy frost nick frost and edgar yeah, right and he said jack but that's a different guy very, yeah. I mean, again, I, I extend my offer of Edgar Wright. If you ever, for some reason, end up listening to this podcast, we bloody love your work. Mm. And in particular, as a boy from the West Country like yourself, I would be, it would be so f***ing cool to have you on here. Dan will I give extend, you a handy. I extend that, uh, that offer to, um, not the offer of a handjob, but the, inv- the invitation <laughs> um, to, uh, to Wes Anderson. Oh, my God. If I could talk to you. That'd be the coolest thing ever. He's also not only does he make amazing films, and also there's a there's currently a retrospective going on. At, yes, uh, he said. Yes. Yeah, it's oh man, it's super cool. Um, but he like he's he's also just the trendiest fashion guy ever, which oh, makes here, me love him even go. more because I would just if I had if I was a little bolder, I would um I would dress like him every day. Yes, I was waiting for that. He dresses weird, guys. That's why Dad is saying that. Who, he, who he's else? Just groovy. Who else would you want to meet and like have on the podcast? If if we had like a wish list of guests that we could invite on the Ooh. podcast, Stephen Fry, I desperately want Stephen Fry. I adore like uh, for filmmakers, film filmmakers specifically. Um, I definitely say Denis Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, good good shout, good shout. Um, you know, although a ve- incredibly sad news. Did you hear about Johan Johansson? No. So the, this is the guy who did the music for for um Sicario and for Arrival and for The Theory of Everything. Who just very unexpectedly died the other day, um, oh. like three or four days. He was only I think forty nine, 
Um, That's sad. Just all of a sudden, um, really, really sad. I'd, I'd highly encourage. I'll leave a Spotify link to the playlist. Uh, sorry, the, the album for the. Um, for Arrival, actually, I think that's that's more representative of his work than The Theory of Everything. Mm. He was a fantastic composer, really great innovator, and just died way too soon. So, mm. very, again, I'm dragging the tone of the podcast down. It's just, but it's very no, sad. I think it's important. No, let's like let's let's take a moment. Let's recognise it. You know, he, he was he did great, great work, and mm. I would have loved to have had him on the podcast. I really would. Mm. Um, but Denis Villeneuve, uh, as the director of a lot of the films that he worked on, for sure. Mm. I think mm-hmm. Joss Whedon's an interesting one. I, I'd want to talk to him. Mm. Obviously, like Steven Spielberg, you'd, you'd never turn down the opportunity to interview oh, Steven yeah. Spielberg. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. Wes Anderson, Stephen Fry, I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with, cause just because he's, he's been my idol since I was tiny. Um, <laughs> Jason Isaacs, I reckon so, so he's awesome yesterday. too. You've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, I'll include that one in the edit. Um, okay. Yeah, I actually... I I actually watched an interview with Jason Isaacs um the other day and I I didn't realize just how like debonair he was like how suave mm. um well interestingly I was having a conversation with um a colleague at work and his friend was in a film with Jason Isaacs You're kidding which film Yeah uh oh god I'm going to have to try and find it now it looks really really cool as a as a kind of like as a concept um, Harry Potter oh, oh, and the when, Chamber when, when of Secrets. Next, <laughs> when you go on your next, when you go on your next rant, I'll subtly, uh, I'll subtly <laughs> look it up. I mean, um, I mean, when you're talking to our listeners, um, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll find it. But yeah, he was talking to him, and apparently he just, he, did, he, he, they emailed him out of the blue, my colleague at work's friend, saying that yeah, we'd love you to be a part of it. And obviously, the script got to his agent, and the agent was like, "Oh, are you interested in this?" And Jason was like, mm. No, not really. It sounds a bit. Oh, hang on. What's it about? And they gave him a brief synopsis, and um, it's something to do with like their. Um, oh, I, I I don't want to even try because I, I might get it completely wrong. I'll look the film up in a minute. <laughs> anyway, they fa- they shot this film together. And they shot it over a period of like a couple of weeks, and they all stayed in one house together and basically just got massively pissed the entire time. <laughs> and they saw each other later at another a different. Uh, I think they'd gone to see a piece of theatre and they just so happened that they came out into the lobby and Jason must have seen this guy and stormed right up to him, grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and flung him against the wall, like lifted him almost off his feet and just screamed, when are we going to do another f***ing film together? <laughs> Which is the coolest thing ever. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised. Having seen that interview, he had that... He, You know, I never realised how much he looks like Daniel Craig. Like He looks like he could play James Bond if he wanted. Oh yeah, for sure. Um yeah, uh, D- uh, Jason Isaacs would be cool. Um, I did. I literally had a name just as you went off on a rant. Um, oh yeah, um, Alfonso Cuaron. Mm. Love to talk to him. Oh, ah, how could we forget Guillermo del Toro? I absolutely oh, yeah, for sure. want to talk to him. Like, I, I want to get inside his the Pacific Rim part of his brain and just like stay there. And and you I want to get inside wanna, his wanna, rim. Okay, I want right. to get inside his rim. Exactly. Up to you. Have you noticed that almost all the directors uh, are not? Actually, I, I was going to say almost all the directors aren't uh, from a, like Britain or America. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true, but certainly those those that, that last string, we were all just like, oh god, this is some really interesting Spanish language directors. Um, there are some, there are some really interesting people like, um, oh, of course, Christopher Nolan, another one. I mean, he is British. Not that that's a bad thing. Ooh, ooh, I found it. And okay, so the film, this film, everyone. You've got to go and watch this. I haven't seen it yet, but it genuinely looks really, really good. The film is called Skeletons. It was made in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy slash drama slash fantasy. And the 
synopsis is this. Two exorcists literally remove skeletons from the cupboards of people's homes. Some fairly embarrassing secrets are revealed along the way. A case where the skeletons have hidden themselves turns uh, turns the lives of all those involved. And it genuinely... I've seen the trailer and it is hilarious. Oh, so I was just reading the synopsis. Your intonation on that sentence kind of confused me. A case where the skeletons have hidden themselves turns the lives of all involved. Mm. That doesn't make any sense, that sentence. That's why I stumbled. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. Okay. Oh, that's so... That is an interesting one. And he plays like this. So the the two exorcists are part of this secret organisation handled by the government. And Jason Isaacs, from what I can understand, he's like the the kind of the big boss, major lieutenanty, no sh- kind of uh, uh, kind of soldier guy, and it yeah, it looks really cool. He's the yeah, his, his character is literally called the Colonel. We have so many films that we've been telling everyone to watch. It was nominated for a BAFTA uh, for what? Um, I imagine best like original screenplay. I, just, I don't know what the categories are for the BAFTAs, other than best uh, uh, children's presenter, because our, our friend Mandy Moat got it. Uh, outstanding debut by a British writer, director, or producer to Nick Whitfield. Oh, good on you, Nick. Good idea. Yeah, well done, Nick. It oh. won Chicago. We, it, it was nominated at Chicago, um, SXSW. South by Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> the British Independent Film Awards. It's done a lot of stuff. Writers Guild of Great Britain nominated it for Best Screenplay. Mm. So the guy, he's, he, both, he, he both directed and wrote it. That's often the winning combination, though, really, right? Because yeah. as, as a writer, you know, you have the vision of the film in your head. And... Mm. I can't imagine anything worse like than writing something, getting super invested in it, and then you turn it over to somebody else, and it's they do something completely terrible with it that's not what you intended. Yeah, kind of like the opposite of what they did with Fifty Shades of Grey, in that they took absolute shit, and then the first film they tried to do something interesting with it. Mm. Oh, the Hat Films have just released their pancake video. It's Shrove Tuesday, by the way, for those of you who um. Are, because we haven't actually said exactly when, but this is the day, certainly in the UK, I imagine this is worldwide as well, isn't it? Uh, mm. Where people make pancakes. Yeah. Um, have you have you had pancakes today? I haven't had pancakes today. Oh, you poor thing. Mm, very sad. Have you had pancakes today? I had them on Sunday because mum is out tonight. And dad cooks them, but we we always do it as a as a family. So uh, she's... What do you, as far as, as far as pancake toppings go, talk me through your, your logic. Now, I... I I have to admit, I am, in so many ways, very vanilla when it comes to life. Like, I, for example, do love vanilla ice cream. I, I can do other flavours, but I like, you know, I'm happy with the vanilla. I like other pieces, mm. but I really like margarita. When it comes to pancakes, give me lemon and sugar. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a happy... I'm with you the whole way. A happy bunny. Uh, blood orange is an alterna- uh, acceptable alternative to lemon. Um, mm-hmm. another, another interesting one that I've had, and it's the only time I've ever enjoyed it, and also I'm probably going to trigger half the f***ing world like I normally do these days uh, by saying this, is uh, strawberries and Nutella. Yeah, no, I'm with you there as well. Nutella in a pancake is awesome. Can you remember? But we both said Nutella, not Nutella. So probably, uh, yeah, presumably half... I, I, will, I refuse point blank to ever say Nutella. I know Shit. that that's technically how it's meant to be made. So how it's meant to be pronounced, but... Yeah, it's but not... it's like calling Ikea, Ikea, instead of Ikea. You mean we've just been conditioned to do it, and by this point it sounds weird in our ears. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I... Uh, Would you seriously say Ikea? No, I'd never say Ikea, because no one's yeah. ever picked me up on it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, uh, n- Nutella and strawberries um, in, in my pooncakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wouldn't say poon cakes, mate. That's, that's very dangerous. <laughs> that's a very, very that's flat risky. vagina. That's 
Whoa, whoa. Enjoy your pancakes, everybody. <laughs> yeah, someone, some poor bastard is probably going to be having pancakes, looks down at it and goes, oh, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. This, this, this Nutella seeping out of my pancake. Mm. Was it with you that we did? Did we get was with you yeah of course it was with you can you remember we went to that really really cool pancake place in, in, amsterdam. in amsterdam yeah which we ended up turning out to be quite a famous pancake shop and we're like oh we've managed just to get in get seated and then left and there was a massive queue yeah there's this queue that it felt like it went right down the street um yeah, simon what did you have i you remember um ooh, you had salmon didn't you you I had, had sm- yeah smoked salmon uh avocado and uh is it ricotta or something like that or, or goat's cheese no, yeah, I had goat's like cheese. Basically, I goat's it was the cheese. most. It was the most middle class. Yeah, you had goat's cheese and like pine nuts. Was it? I think it was goat's cheese, pine nuts, and like balsamic vinegar or something like yeah, that. Yeah, balsamic dressing. They were really good, but as you say, very middle class. Mm. Like, there's. I don't know how much more middle. I mean, the thing is, two white middle class boys going to Amsterdam from the UK. Like, at least we weren't the kind of middle class people that wear, like, trackies and make out like they're not middle class. You I, know? Just, I thought you were going to say trackies and make out. And I'm like, it's not fan fiction time yet, mate. Yeah, sorry, it's another half hour at least before that. Also, two middle middle class white boys going to Amsterdam. Where do you think the first place most people would go? I mean, that's not to say that we didn't go there, but it was very much en route to somewhere else. Can you remember that, like, that awkward walk through oh my um, God. Red Light District, which was just, oh, I couldn't handle it. That was when we had we had a few people with us, and I will name drop her here shamelessly. Uh, we had a nace uh, mm. draw curiosity with us, um, who is uh, in the middle of fighting through her PhD. So if you're listening to this, nace, best of luck. Um, yeah. uh, but she was. Uh, we were kind of saying, oh, like, do we want to go to a sex show? And I, I was like, I don't think Pixel Girl would be happy if I go to a, a, a sex show, and I, I don't at least run that past her. Yeah. Like, also, and humming boy, humming boy's uh, hummingbird boy heart would have given out there it would have been just a too, such an awkward moment i don't think i would have been able to survive so like you would probably you would have died i would have wanted to i would have felt bad if i hadn't run it through past my girlfriend and anais was there like yep i want to go <laughs> pushing mm. this bike around and then we had um dave dave whiskers from standard broadcast and mm. um brian from real engineering went into oh, we a went bar and had that, we went to that really great bar that rooftop bar remember oh yeah we did I and mean, there was that really cool irish guy um who, who spoke like 15 languages who just charged all of our phones for us he yeah, was like and used his headphones as hearing aids yes because there was there were special headphones that also did noise cancelling so they'd pit they'd block out external kind of like just the general like humming and other talking and just focusing on he was re- he was really cool actually. he he was like an npc that you meet um in a game just before a boss like he charged up mm. all of our phones he like showed us a new skill and then yeah. and then we were going to be put out there and we'd have to fight john green that was mm. the restaurant where i got butt dialed by budget or possibly i just missed a call from john green that was a mm. big deal for me i was looking at my phone going <sighs> And then before I had the courage to pick up it, I, I I think it was a butt dial and maybe he just didn't realise, but I didn't have the courage that to pull it back. That whole night, that whole night was bizarre because we'd left, we left the Airbnb in search yep. of food. Oh, yeah. And just yeah. perchance we found that really great burger place. Oh, and they had like, sh- well, the place that did shawarma. Oh, yeah. no, the burger place. Yeah, that was so oh, yeah. good. Really good, like really kind of gourmet niche um, burgers. And then we went and walked down and we found this kind of town square ate in the square while laughing at just kind of the multitude of very very drunk people mm. and then it ended up meeting up with brian yeah and then, and then the... met up with others and then we went to this really swanky hotel yeah um and had a load of really like very delicious but really expensive cocktails um but then after that we went with like we were looking around um 
to go uh, uh, bars to go into i remember mm. dave and brian went up into this bar it was up a set of steps and we kind yes, of waited at the bottom because anaisa had to like tie her bike her, her bike up like she had to put the lock on it and before yeah. she could they just wheeled around like within five seconds came back out uh, down the steps and were like nope nope Both absolutely like shade not. whiter being like oh yeah we can't go in there they didn't even say what they saw like it, mm. it was it was presumably pretty bad but yeah. um, that was a fun night. Like it's it's a shame because they've changed VidCon this year. And um, this for, mm. for, for for those of you um, who might not have seen it, we went to VidCon. We did two vlogs about it. They're on my channel. I'll include a link in the show notes um, mm. where Dan fangirled over Dodie, and it was frankly amazing. Especially now and, that there's and a comment. Then we both fangirled over the Rex Museum. Yes, but then it's and especially... had that comically middle class snack midway through. God, that whole trip was just a bit of a piss take, wasn't it? Really, it kind of was. We stayed in a really nice Airbnb. Um, yeah. And then we uh, to break up the journey of like several different floors of the Rikes Museum, we stopped and got a cheese board and two glasses of white wine. Um, Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc, I believe. It, it uh, was like our version of the Steve Coogan and um, Rob Bryden. What's it called? Oh, it was the so tour? funny. It was so funny. Uh, yeah. So this was this was for VidCon Europe. Um, and uh, but there is a VidCon Europe next. Sorry, this year I should say. Um, mm. I don't think I'm going to go to it because they have changed what it is now i think the way that they did it before was there was the tier um of everyday youtube users from europe who want to meet youtube people and like meet yeah, their, so like communities yeah the community tier and then there was a creator tier for people who maybe had a few thousand subscribers and like were kind of getting started out it was a place to meet other um creators and to network and most importantly as far as i could tell you could go um to different workshops um, on how, like how to edit, how to shoot better, how to collaborate, how to build your business, and I went to several of those, and they were very, very good. Um, and then there was the t- there was actually the 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 ultimate tier, which is for people who worked in the industry, like people who worked for big companies who wanted to break into online video. And then sandwiched between those two, there was the tier of people who were invited to VidCon. And this is where you're talking about the big YouTube celebrities like John and Hank Green. I mean, they run it, obviously. Um, Mm. But people like the Fine Brothers. um, You've got like Swoozy. Um, Dodie Clark, I think, was there. Dodie I can't Clark, quite remember. It was all a bit of a blur. She commented on the video. That's one of my favourite things about that, is her commenting, but like, oh my God, Dan, let's be friends. Uh, and I showed you that at a party and you just freaked out. Um, I did genuinely have to go into a dark room and lie down for a moment because I felt dizzy. It was... It was hilarious. Funny. Genuinely we were hilarious. At a, we were at a house party, remember? Yeah, that was when um, Cor- Jesse Cor- broke that glass. Yeah, she just put her hand straight through this like mason jar. Her, her first name isn't isn't messy for a reason. Yeah, um, true. Uh, yeah, so uh, so you know you got the, these big for kind of famous people, and for me, go, if I'm being honest, going to going to VidCon was. I mean, I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this, actually, Dan. Go, go, mm. Going for me as a YouTuber was was probably about fifty percent the um, uh, creator track workshops and mm. um, the, the you know the, the networking with other uh, meeting other creators and. Mm. And also, you know, uh, meeting fans. Like, we did meet probably about half a dozen people who recognised us, um, mm. including whilst we were filming, which was quite funny. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that was, like, probably about half the draw. The other half was, frankly, being able to meet the really big, famous YouTubers. And mm. I knew that um, I I had a friend who was of fav- second favourite biologist, um, Sally LePage, um, of, the, mm. of the one biologist we know, um, who... Uh, was was on a panel and so i knew that there was a chance that we were going to get kind of to, to meet these people and we did yeah. we, we got to meet basically everybody we could have hoped to have met it was very very mm. cool um but now that they've changed it for next year such that there is the creator track 
and there's the industry track but there isn't that tier for people who just watch youtube now it's a conference for people who just want to make youtube videos and if now i it, now it's more of it's more of a conference than it is like a con like a convention yeah 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 i mean and for me like i'm at a point now in my youtube career where i actually i i, I network with the people who i want to work with online like mm. physically meeting with people who are of a comparable size isn't all of that useful to me anymore like in terms mm. of growing my channel it's gonna be interesting and I, it can be great to meet people and very very you know um so some of the youtubers i met at vidcon are amazing people i'm glad i've kept in touch with but mm. you know like it doesn't quite have the same draw to me now that we don't have that top tier it's not that i wanted to get in their pocket or, and like collab with them I, it was just a question i want to meet you and like hang out with you um mm. I don't know. It's lost that appeal to me. And, and I hope that it works. I know that it lost a lot of money last year. But um, like, I hope that it does actually succeed now in being a more targeted conference for if you want to make YouTube videos, this is where you come and you do the workshops. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. was your reasoning for going to VidCon? Um, I think I wanted to, you know, there was there were creators that were going that I wanted to meet. Um, it would be a f- it would be kind of like a fun weekend away. I'd also just been there because singers had toured to Amsterdam and, uh, oh, yeah, and Dubai, yeah. like literally the week before. So I had that comical moment of I f- I flew out of uh, Schiphol on a different flight into uh, Gatwick, then got a train from Gatwick to Exeter to be ready to get on another flight out of Exeter back to Amsterdam. It was so middle <laughs> yeah, class. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it was a mixture of wanting to meet creators, wanting to kind of kind of immerse myself in the kind of the the, the kind of the YouTube community um, kind of vibe and see what it was all about because it's the first time that I've not only ever been to kind of like a YouTube thing but also um, just a, a convention. Like I haven't been to a con before. Um, yeah, and just kind of see what it was like. Obviously, you know, it was going to be it was going to be fun going with you anyway, because we usually have a. I mean, we can have a laugh in our front room. So put us in a, a foreign city, and we'll be able to do something pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I didn't do the I didn't do the creator track stuff because I'm not a creator, so I probably wouldn't have gotten much out of it. Um, but I think I certainly had a good time, and the, and the, the you know like the going to going to hear different people talk and um, meeting different people, and also just talking to people within talks like you know chatting to people in 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 a line for something or sitting next to them while Rhett and Link are kind of gabbling on about random stuff um that was really nice um meeting people that I'd spoken to or or I was kind of like aware of online um and kind of spending more time with them was lovely um the kind of obviously the you know and the nights out and being able to offer John and Hank Green um drinks tokens for beer was probably the coolest thing ever yep um (laughs) being like oh we've got I've got a drinks token and Hank was, I can remember so specifically, because he was like, Hank kind of turned around and went, John, he's got tokens. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was, it was like, I was like, oh man, I've made it. That's it. Um, yeah, Life it doesn't was just get a, any was, better from here. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, as I say, I think that I'm not sure whether it's going to, it's going to be a totally different vibe now that that community aspect's gone, because it's going to be, just be infinitely more formal, I think. Because you don't have that just viewership there. You don't have that presence. Yeah, I think it's going to be much more like an academic conference, actually. I mm. mean, like, I, I, I've 
the only thing I could compare it to is well, yeah, I can compare it to academic conferences, which and there was an element of that in that there were sessions and you'd, you'd like book out your your timetable and you'd be like, right, I want to go to these things, I need to be in these places at this time, and I'm going to sit in the audience and make notes, and then I maybe network yeah. a bit, and then I'm going to go. And then yeah. the other thing is going to games workshop conventions, which I went to three, I think, um, in the early two thousand mid two thousands. Um, mm. which were really, really fun. And the, the the fun aspect of it was being surrounded by the culture. Like you're yeah. surrounded by people that are all passionate about the same thing. And I think I am, I'd be very interested to hear from people that go to VidCon this year, um, how, uh, you know, how they find it, what the atmosphere is like. I mean, obviously like the VidCon in America, although the other thing to say is VidCon was just bought by Viacom. Like it was a big takeover. Um, right. Yeah, like um, Hank Green is still on the panel and like kind of directing the the overall direction of it. But um, yeah, they, like they were just bought. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, VidCon US, I think is going to be exactly the same. And in a way, I would be surprised if VidCon US splits into two. I mean, like 30,000 people at an event mm. is pretty crazy. Like I thought yeah. that the... AGU, which was the big conference in America, was was big, and that's like fifteen thousand people. The idea of twice as many people and most of them are screaming teenagers is yeah. Terrifying. I feel like you want to split out those those events, but I mean, I know plenty of people that are going to that. Maybe one, maybe next year, I'll, I'll be big enough to be invited to go to VidCon uh, US. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. Like I have, I have, I have a chat I'm in with a few other YouTubers, and like they're all planning on going to VidCon, and like, oh, we could rent Ferraris for the day and do a video about that. And there's just me sat in the corner with like. Okay, guys, I'll, I'll just get by on my Patreon earnings for the month again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tiny, world's smallest f***ing violin for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, I can't remember what the whole point of this was, but oh yeah, we were talking about um, being in Amsterdam and that yeah. trip being really fun. Yeah. Bloody hell, we've we've rambled a lot. If you if it's you listen a... to this podcast for the rambles, mm. guys, this has been a A plus. Yeah, we've absolutely, we've gone gone above and beyond expectation. Do you want to take a trip into Critics Corner? Yeah. Oh, go on. Yeah. So what have you been watching, Dan? I've just talked for for ages. What have you watched? This is the thing. I'm going to level with you here. I haven't really watched anything. I've been very... I've been been prepping for... You come in here. Secret secret thing today. On the day my daughter is to be married. Oh. That's it. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. He's gone. That's it. That's the end, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, I suppose at this point we need to formally announce the the, the ending of uh, the Wikicast. It's been a really fun journey, um, but it's just it's just not going to work because um, Dan doesn't watch enough. There he is. He's really good with dealing anger management. He's fantastic. I mean, you've got to give him credit. I do annoy him, but he's just so good at internalizing that pain and really kind of, you know. Keeping it, keeping it under wraps. Okay. Okay, right. Simon, so what have you watched this week? Uh, nothing, really. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, it was nice stop, stopping off in uh, Critics Corner. That was fun. Uh, no, um, since, the, since we last recorded, what have I watched? Um, I have actually watched a lot of stuff on YouTube to do with Sea of Thieves. I don't know if you've seen any of this. Oh, yeah, that looks really good. Um, I'd like to play that a lot. I, I mean, depending on the system requirements, I may have to get that. I mean, to be honest, the thing I've been doing in the evenings recently is I've, I've been trying to uh, get better at my work-life balance. And I've um, I've, I've just started scheduling time to have fun. Um, mm. 
And so I've been playing... Because, as we know, girls just want to have fun. So. Yes, we do. We all do. Um, hang on, wait a minute. Um, and so I've I've been playing a lot of Civ Six, uh, which is very enjoyable. I've got to say, it's very different from Civ Five. Like, the I... I played the my first full game, which took literally like twelve hours. That's how long it takes in in the new version. Um, mm. Like I, I played the first game, and it's like I just had to forget everything I'd ever learned about Civ and just kind of start yeah. from fresh. Like it's totally, it's very, it's way more tactical than it was before. I, I really mm. like this version. I know the rules and everything. I like it. Um, so I've actually been doing um, a lot of that. I haven't. I don't think I've watched any films since we last. Um, no, I certainly haven't. Um, I also haven't really watched much TV either. I think I watched an episode of Mad Men the other day. That was equally good. I'm on season four now. <laughs> Bloody hell, um, ripping through it. Yeah, uh, it's quite good. Um, I also watched um, the announcement video and stuff for Apple's HomePod that launched um, on, I believe, Friday or possibly the at the weekend. So that's in the store now, which has actually been really fun because we work up the way that the Princess A store works in uh, in Exeter is that it's um it's one of the oldest stores in the country. Fun fact: it's really? ten years. We celebrated our ten year ten year anniversary anniversary and a birthday. And um, a birthday. On uh, I think it was in November, um, but yeah, we 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 uh, they, that's now downstairs the HomePod, or they had one on the launch day downstairs. So working up on the Genius Bar, which is on the top floor, we'd be shouting down from the balcony and be like. Hey Siri, play Cha Cha Slide and get all the other employees working downstairs to like start dancing around with customers. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was yeah. waiting for it. Now playing Cha Cha Slide oh. for dinner. <laughs> and we're gonna let we're gonna let play for six. <laughs> there we go. Okay, that's quite enough. Oh, that. amazing! That's um, phenomenal. Presumably, I'm not on speaker, right? No, sadly not. Oh, damn it! Because um, I know what you used to do. Yes, I used to tell Siri to search for child porn so it would appear on your Google history. Yeah, you are a sick and twisted man. I'm a good friend. It's quite funny though because I, I clearly I had some I must have had some drinks a while ago. Um, shock horror, um, <laughs> and um, uh, I, I unwittingly set my nickname to my prince. So I asked it a question the other day when I was demonstrating my, the, what the Siri function does on the, <laughs> on the Genius Bar in an appointment. I said, yeah, like, look, you can tell it to set a timer. And interestingly, if that timer's like for three minutes um, in the morning or like before 10 o'clock, Siri will assume that you're cooking an egg because that's the most common thing. And it was around that time. And I was like, so, and I'm not going to say the <laughs> bit because my phone will go off. Um, but I said, set a timer for three minutes and... Uh, Siri replied with um, okay my prince enjoy your eggs and I'm like, oh, that was really embarrassing <laughs> we, um, we definitely said it's a worse than that before we, I didn't, oh we we've, call- d- we've set it to, to category category C swear words yeah yeah we, I think I think specifically we, we were like uh, okay call me c- destroyer mm. <laughs> I was waiting for that to go off in public and it never did yeah. Oh god. So Thank what god. what is the Apple like what is the benefit of having an Apple Home? Do you, would you get one? An Apple Home? Yeah, the HomePod. The HomePod, sorry. I'm thinking of Google Home. It's like um well it's basically Apple's answer to Alexa, but it's got um it's got a better speaker system in it. It's got seven tweeters. And um, what are their accounts? Which are the ah, very, very good. Oh, it's clever. Oh, it's very highbrow today. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's 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 I mean to be fair, um, because we've we've got two Beats pills in the house, courtesy of Ed, and they're amazing. 
They they mm. create an incredible sound. I'm yet to have a proper kind of sit down and go through the motions with the HomePod, but it is pretty cool. Like the sound quality is amazing. The kind of treble to bass range I've been really impressed with. Um, it also kind of like yeah, it's just, it's very it's just a clever it's a smart speaker. Um, it's really it kind of it really f- f- cool like excels when you tie it into Apple's kind of HomeKit section yeah. and that kind of just being able to basically like if you've already got a smart house it will it will just be able to do everything it's a very so, clever clever thing looking through it it says about 300 400 pounds it's re- retails for three is it three four nine okay so that kind of range so it is really quite expensive then yeah well I it's mean, apple mate it is I mean, that it's is very, true You're- it's very clever i mean i so i think i'm gonna have to get one purely because um there is a there's a discount obviously for employees oh um, yeah yeah and it's actually quite substantial um so I may have to get it at some point purely because it's never going to be that cheap again. But I mean, um, comparing it to like the Google Home, for example, which is the one that I've been looking at the... Well, I've actually been looking at the Google Home Mini, which is like the mm. little pill type shape things, which are like they're 50 quid or the Google Home is 130, 150 kind of range. Yeah. Like, is it really worth that much extra money, do you think? From from a from a like audio quality and music quality perspective, totally because that's basically what you're paying for. This the the Siri function within um, within HomePod is um, basically exactly the same as that you'll get through a laptop or phone. Hmm. Um, it's just it, the speaker has the functionality to access different things and control different things. Otherwise, what you're really paying for is the quality of the speaker, which I can attest to as being amazing. Um, okay. Both both when you turn it right. Also, you can say cool things like. Um, play uh, Bach B minor mass at 38% volume and it'll do it and then you'll say oh uh, turn it up to 75 and it'll turn it up and everyone like it's, yeah it's just it's a cool groovy thing have you seen the um, it's an ad- advert that's being memed a lot at the moment for Alexa that's that, mm. that's done that have you seen this no I don't think so okay. I mean it's Alexa so I'm, I'm by uh I'm contractually not allowed to watch it. Oh yeah, of course. If, if they if you actually do, it's like the um, what are they call the Fruit Loops guy from um, Rick and Morty, where if you uh, I was, if you eat I was thinking cereal... vegan police. Now you know what's the guy in Rick and Morty? Where like if you eat his um, cereal, oh, my cup... schmeckles, my thingy schmeckles, wasn't uh, it? Hang on, I'm going to Google that. Oh no, fruit eye holes. Yeah, eye holes, isn't it? Uh, and yeah, like if he if he finds out that you've got his eye holes, he'll literally come and murder you. That's what's that's yeah. what it's like with you and Amazon products. Like if someone a little light will go off in Apple HQ and they'll be like, ah, oh, Daniel Moore is looking at an uh, Amazon advert. Deploy, deploy. Yeah. People will repel through Take the windows. Um, uh, yeah, um, it's this it's this advert where basically people are editing out Alexa's responses to certain things and then putting mm. in clips from elsewhere. So, for example, there's one that's like the Soviet Alexa, and they're putting in like, um, oh Alexa, tell me a joke, and it's like in in Russian but translated at the bottom, it's like capitalism is best form of government. Yeah, <laughs> and then they give them like laugh. Um, and there, there's a great one for Lewis Brindley from the Oxcast, which is right. um, fantastic. There's like, some great Oxcast. If someone would like to, if 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 my beard would take it upon themselves to do an Alexa advert for the Wikicast, that would be amazing. Um, or if my forehead would like to do a HomePod Siri um, advert. Oh, we can we can duel them. We can play our fans off each other. A friendly competition. Yeah, <laughs> I have faith in you, forehead. You're amazing. Okay, so we basically what we've what we've established is we've been watching adverts. That's how capitalist mm. our society is. Is we've been watching adverts and discussing them. Yeah. Um, I mean, and also, I, I am. I've been looking over. I suppose, in terms of kind of, I've been spending more time looking over music, obviously, because we've got it's Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Oh, of um, course, yeah. 
So you're doing the Allegri. All those banging tunes. Beg your pardon. You're doing the Allegri, are you? Yes, featuring um, Joe Reed on alto. What? Yeah, he he's a very good countertenor. That's unfair. Is that's that's mm. unfair. He's a lovely boy. He's a fantastic. Bass. Oh, get this. So it's the 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 semi-chorus quartet is um, Becky, Joe, Jacob, and Sarah. Okay, so do you have another second bass? You must do because it's a. It's, oh wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's a lie. I think. This is riveting content. Someone for those else of you is doing who... it. Either way, it's got, it's it's a really cool. For those of those of our readers who haven't memorized the roster of the Chapel Choir for this year, because um, mm. the Allegri has at one point has nine parts to it. There's a, there's mm. a fire. Yes, it's a quartet, and then there's a five part underneath at the very end. So mm. my concern was if you only have two second bases at the moment, um, if you were to take both of them out, then who's going to sing that bottom part? Um, mm. But um, oh yeah, very exciting. Of course, I'll include a link to. Um, the Allegri Miserere in the show notes. If you don't know what it is already, because you really should know it, it is it's very very overplayed, but it is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. Um, what else are you doing music wise? I was just trying to think. I know we're doing um, Gibbons' second service next week. Nice. And that you can you did you sing that Were You There piece? Uh, oh, is this by um, the local composer? Mm, not Graham Keach. The other one, yeah. I don't think he's local. I think he used to have some connection with Durham Cathedral. Okay. Well, I, I don't think I was there for that one, though. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm not a huge fan. Um, either way. <laughs> but it's also I'm also a bit sad because we're... Um, it's Even Song is on my birthday, and we're doing arguably the most kind of tame music. Oh, right. um, we're, we're doing Leighton, Leighton Second the week after that, for instance, and that's going to be like a banging tune. Also, I have to learn Leighton Second because it's quite difficult. Surprise, surprise, Stephen Layton. King Layton. I don't know what. I mean, uh, okay, I kind of get it, but like uh, Kenneth, like, St- Kenneth, Kenneth Layton. Sorry, give him his first proper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, not Stephen Layton. Yeah, um, Layton Hewitt. Layton Hewitt. Yeah. Oh, Danny Baker. I miss that boy. Wow, that's a that's a reference that no one will get. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, okay. So, so we were meant to be talking about films. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we haven't watched anything. We haven't watched anything, and we. I mean, I think I genuinely might get a Google Home Mini just for the office I, I, well because th- you can get i might get one for my room and one for the office because they are cheap enough that you c- i could just get two mm. um because i do often i, I do quite often actually will uh, open up my phone to use the voice control for google um yeah so that's why the, i mean that's why i'm not so, too fussed about uh, getting this home pod other than kind of like the discount also i do use siri often yeah, I think I think I'd be I'd be very interested to see if I feel like I've got money's worth out of this because it's one of those things that I've in my head termed as like a luxury. I don't need it, but mm. I think I would use it if I had it, and I think if I had it, I would use Google's voice recognition more. This exactly um, sums up the relationship between when I with my first paycheck from Apple, I treated myself to a set of earpods, mm. and I listened to music a lot anyway. And I just thought, well, if it's if we're going on like cost per use i'm going to make my money back but equally the ease of of them and i can i genuinely cannot hugo got some for his birthday mm. and he is also a convert they just having wireless speakers wireless headphones that are that small that you almost forget that they're in they mm. they fit really snugly they don't fall out they charge in the thing oh, it just means i listen to, i'm listening to music all the time now. No, it's bear, just awesome. Bear in mind, we're meant to be talking about stuff we've adverts we've watched, not actually be an a- advert for Apple. You don't get commission like from this podcast. No. 
Well, I mean, I don't, I don't get commission anyway. Um, it's <laughs> oh, too... you poor lamb! Again, yeah, the world's smallest too... violin. <laughs> yeah, but like it's yeah, they are they're f-ing awesome. Please buy Apple products, please. Please, please, please. Really, really, really. And it's that time where we have to head on over uh, to to update you all on the on the the Patreon situation, namely the. Uh, the contest between Team Dog and Team Cat. Is it a contest, though? I mean, is it at this point? I mean, we're sneaking up. Team Dog are getting... We're getting closer and closer to Team Cat each week. So, statistically, give it a couple of weeks and we should be okay. Um, Team Dog, we're we're sitting on 19 patrons. I'm terribly proud. Uh, Team Cat, however, is in the lead with 23. The superior. Um, Superior household pet. Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Um, but, but yeah, we're, we're getting close. Much like the dog chasing the cat, we're getting ever closer week by week. Um, I mean, I, I'm constantly on the edge of my seat whenever I check this, but we'll get there. <laughs> Team Dog, I believe in you. That's because Even if it means that I have to, to make several accounts. And <laughs> That's purely and, because you're like Tiny Tim and you're always sat on the edge of your seat. Uh, your legs dangling clever. off See, the it's side. just such highbrow comedy. I am highbrow. In the, in the logo, a... my brows are literally higher than yours. Yeah, well, very true. It's because I don't have eyebrows. Yes, you're a bit like Lord Voldemort wearing wearing glasses. Mm, thank you, mate. Yeah, or Bram Stoker's Dracula with that hair, maybe. Oh, just, I mean, you don't have to be that complimentary. Honestly, I, I genuinely don't know why you, why you make this podcast with me sometimes. <laughs> but as well as the people who have pledged to the, the bannermen of Team Cat, the house cat and house dog, uh, quite literally, actually, um, we have to thank some very special people. Um, there are 20 knights of the realm, lads of the realm, who mm. support the Wikicast um, uh, more than everyone else, basically. They, they they donate more money to the Patreon. We have a, a tier for our top lads. Now, we have maxed out this tier. If you do have any suggestions, if you perhaps would like to be of exalted top lad status, but, you know, it's full at the moment. If you have any suggestions about how we can accommodate you into our, our mighty kingdom, then by all means, get in touch with us at spongyelectricalgmail.com. But for the time being, it is time to say thanks, to give thanks to our top lad patrons. We begin Lachlan Woods. I'm going to make my forehead, your forehead and my beard's life easy now and, and, and boy, you'll see what I mean. So, what was that name again? Lachlan Woods. Lad. John Mannion. Lad. Nicholas. Lad. Or make it a minus seven. Luke Thatcher. Lad. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Simon Torseth. Lad. <laughs> Alex Greer. Do I go up or do I go down? Oh, don't risk it, mate. <clears throat> Lad! Okay, here we go. Here we go. Jordi Eschendahl. Lad! Jono. Lad! Miles Kornfeld. Lad! Matt Maguire. Lad! Emma Kavanagh. Lad! That's it. Jay Wright? <laughs> no, I'm not even going to try. Um, Lad. <laughs> no, hang on. That's what I started on. Let, let me do yeah. that again. Lad. Angela. Lad. Kieran Kelly, you're a base. Show off your bottom. I beg your pardon. <laughs> okay, uh, what was that? Kieran Kelly? Yes. Lad. Uh, wonderful <laughs> What was that? That lost me. I don't know whether that was just a note or a grunt. Lad. Lad. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's our favourite Tapiokarkinen. Very tentative. Whenever you say his name, you can't help be tentative. Mm. Um, oh god, what do I even do, Nad? Nad? What do I even do, Nad? Nad? Pfft, don't know. Do Nad. Go Nad. 
Lad. Ooh, nice. Uh, Davi Shram Vontobel. Very nice. Um, what what kind of music does that remind you of? What, what his name? Yeah, that name. What does that elicit? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bark-esque? <laughs> if you go, woof, then I'll <laughs> be quite funny. <laughs> oh, you can't, I can't now. You've just taken yeah. that from me. I mean, sorry. Uh, Bach should be something like just, just some obscene run, which just run out of breath. And we don't yeah, have but you want to distinguish podcast. it from Handel, mate. Oh, God, yes, that's true. Uh, what's, what's specific about Bach? Um... Give it to like sing, sing it, sing lad to uh, lad, 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 well, lad, lad. That's Beethoven, so that 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 won't work. Oh, shit, yeah, <laughs> um, what about how? What was I? Lad, 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 lad. Yeah, nice. There you go. Um, <laughs> Simon Vase. Again, I'm I'm, str- I'm drawing a blank when it comes to the music associated with that name. Um, Wow, sorry everyone. And <laughs> I was my, I was surprised by that favorite, one. <laughs> my other favorite name of a god. Dan starts sweating already. As Hagu Nagapan Nagasaravananan. Lad. Um, and Dan Hanvey. Lad. 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 <laughs> Actually, that's a, oh, how did we not talk about that? Oh, well, that I had to wait for the video. Um, Dan and I met up in real life, and we went to a Robot Wars tournament. Oh yeah, I totally forgot you did that. Yeah, oh, I, I, was I filmed working, it. Sadly, no. I couldn't come. I'm sorry, Dan. I did want to go, but um, there will be a vlog, phones. and we may now be building a robot. Just saying. Oh, awesome! Doesn't change the fact that he's a lad. Lad. All right, all right, all right. And we find ourselves in Agony Corner. Ah! We've got, ah! Oh, ah! Oh, oh, are you all right? I'm in agony. Yeah, don't sit on that massive spike, man. That's why it's called Agony Corner. Oh, it's all right, it's flanged. Oh. Uh, we've got an interesting email here <laughs> from, uh, I think it's pronounced Anonymous. Um, uh, this, this person says, uh, I have a chronic illness. It's okay, please don't feel bad for me. But I'm wondering, from a guy's perspective, how slash when would you bring this up with someone that you're dating? I don't want to leave it too late, but I also don't want to bring it up too early and scare them. Thanks for the excellent non-content, Anonymous. Well, um, my I used to live with someone who had chronic fatigue. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, not something to be taken lightly. It's a really, really kind of tough thing to live with. Um, I think let it let it kind of come to light in its own time. I don't think there's necessary need to draw attention to it. Um, equally, I think, yeah, just don't kind of, it's, you're not defined by a chronic illness, in which case it shouldn't be just one of the first things that I feel like you should tell a person. I mean, obviously, if, you know, if you want to kind of wear it loud and proud and do tell them, then that's fine too. But these things could would generally, I think, you know, like it's like with, I don't know, like, um, phobias or kind of likes and dislikes and the, you know they, they gradually people get to that's part of getting to know a person right um what do you mm. think simon it's it's one of those things where um the, i think the, the the overarching advice is the people that mind about it don't matter and the people that matter don't mind i feel yeah. like in a way it's like a shibboleth for um you know whether a relationship is going to work mm. with someone um if a girl was to come to me early in the relationship and just come out and say it, I would be 
I think I would prefer that personally. Um, I, I don't think it would scare me off. Um, mm. Like it, it, it's a big part of your life, and I feel like if you act like you're hiding a big part of who you are, mm. then that that comes across in other ways. I think, and and it's the classic thing, like when you watch a, a romantic comedy or you read a Jane Austen novel, and you're just shouting, like just talk about your feelings. Mm. Like I feel like this is one of those situations where it's like I would much rather know than not know because you could be put in awkward situations when you're having to make up lies about perhaps if you are chronically fatigued or something um you know why you're constantly being late or you might miss stuff and you have to make up excuses and and like as a guy your bullshit detector is probably going to be going off um Mm. and also yeah just just the um I, i think dating somebody it's very attractive to date somebody who is confident in their own skin and that doesn't necessarily just mean physically like they embrace what they look like like that is definitely very attractive but also just being aware of who they are as a person mm. um in in terms of like if you're worrying about a guy specifically being scared of i i definitely or, would, or indeed prefer, if you're yeah. worrying about guys you scare off yeah whichever pronunciation you prefer yeah the correct one or dan's yeah um you know i, I cheeky little sh- I carry talking straight away. Um, I would, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't hold it back. I, I think from the guy's perspective, I'd, I'd want to know about it. What would you, would you agree with that? I definitely, uh, yeah. I'm not saying that I don't want to know about it, but equally, if, if I, if you know, if, if I, am in a relationship with a person, I'm not in a relationship. I'm, I'm in a relationship with that person because I just, I, I like that person and having a chronic illness is maybe part of that, but it's not, inter- it's not all about that. So yeah, I'm, I'm not saying don't not tell the person, um, but, but equally ju- just let it, you know, it's, it's just, it's just another one of your characteristics. I don't think it necessarily needs to, obviously it will vary depending on the kind of the degree of the chronic illness that you have. Um, yeah. So I think if you are in a wheelchair and you try and pretend that you're not in a wheelchair for the first time, yeah, you might days, struggle. That might be a bit difficult. Um, you might struggle equally, to stand on your own two feet. If you um, <laughs> don't have a right arm and when someone says, are you right-handed? You say yes. Um, <laughs> again, That's the classic, some, like, might you get panic. Suspicious. You're, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. It's just another aspect of who you are. I don't think it necessarily needs... You don't need to feel like... Um, you know, one to, as far as as far as leaving it too late, but bringing it up too early, it should the, the moment should just feel right when you talk about it. It's not. It doesn't. Def, it doesn't unless you want it to. It doesn't have to define you, and therefore it doesn't have to take import over over other other aspects of your character. I feel like this question kind of ties into this perception, possibly that guys are very fickle when it when it comes to dating. Like, as in, it's you know that that meme of like guys only want one thing, and it's disgusting i feel mm. like that is a generally held belief mm. um um uh, but you know I, I mean, certainly we have two guys in this podcast two soy boys if you will we should probably say that the uh it's the that's the stereotype yes that's, that's what the, I'm, that's what yeah. i'm trying to say we have two boys in this podcast who are absolutely not like that mm. um yes. i mean obviously you'd be lying if physical attractiveness and uh, com- uh conforming to sort of societal and gender norms for most people is very attractive you know mm, um sure. like women with long hair for example because that's what most women have yes Although, there are plenty spoilers, of guys. i have a massive thing for pixie cuts don't know why but that is just a that's just a thing i have a massive thing for pixel girls so it's kind of kind of uh, works out actually nice Come on. um boyfriend points 
Um, I I do also have a thing for short hair. Like I do. I I, I mean, but but that that's a sort of poor example, possibly. But mm. like yes, like those the societal norms and certain things it, it does apply to guys. But mm. like the, the, the it's the stuff, the intangible stuff on top of it that separates out whether you want to date somebody or not. Like somebody mm. just just because someone's attractive doesn't make me want to date them. Like yeah, I, I mean it just so happens that I am dating somebody very attractive. But like the reason that it, it's stuck as a relationship and not just like a one-off thing is mm. you know their brain, it's their intelligence, it's them being comfortable in their own skin. Um, mm. I, again, I I don't think there's any I don't think there's anything sexier than confidence, and that and that no I'd agree. You know, like and that is confidence in yourself, in your body. Um, you know. <laughs> Do you like how we both agree? You're like, um, uh, nothing. There's nothing sexier than confidence, and I immediately chime in with, you know, I agree <laughs> at being very confident. Also, um, I happen to be available. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just trying a wee bit too hard there, mate. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, you know. Um, so, but that of course shouldn't intimidate you. If you are also, not confident also, in yourself, would, there is a big difference between confidence and arrogance. Very, very big. And you've got to tread that line really carefully. Because I think just a confident person is just, is, as I say, I think is someone who is comfortable in themselves and being around others. It's not necessarily like you can have, you could meet an introverted person hmm. who is who you could describe as confident. Um, I, you know, like it's, as I say, confidence and arrogance are two very very different things and both have very very different effects there's um there's a line from the bible like a verse and i can't remember i think it might be from one of st paul's letters or something where it's basically like the point of faith is that someone has is a good christian uh if they um defend their faith whenever they're asked about it they are Mm. not a good christian if they constantly proclaim their faith and I feel like that's the difference between confidence and arrogance. Like someone mm. is arrogant if they're constantly going on about how great they are. Mm. I think someone is confident if somebody knocks them and tries to say they're not any good, and, and then you actually say, "Wait a f- minute, love, I'm actually the best." Like here's a, here's a PowerPoint yeah. reasons for why my ass is a fantastic ass. Like you know, there's there's it, it, arrogance is very not sexy. I think, and you know, th- yeah. there is that fine line. Um, but but just to, to to go back a little bit, I it, you know, I, I you shouldn't worry. I think if you are not a confident person, because as Dan says, like, you know, for one thing, there is the difference between confidence and extroversion. Um, but also like, I don't know. Personally, I also find one of the most of the best things you can get out of a relationship is watching another human being develop and mm. uh, improve themselves and become confident in who they are. Like, I think it's it's a real it's a magic thing that you can do in a relationship where you can bring somebody not necessarily out of their shell, but you can make someone feel more comfortable in who they are as a person. And that's when a relationship really works. I think when you are, you both make the other person better. And, you know, so I think maybe that's not true of all guys, but certainly for me, um, if you're a person who doesn't find it too easy to be confident in themselves, that there, that is something that I think some guys will see, um, and you know see for who you are and want to help you know mm. like there's there's an unhealthy mm. side to that there's definitely the kind of people who came in as like saviors and it's like oh, i will help this girl and then there are unhealthy mm. relationships where you get into it and you realize that you're in way over your head and this person mm. needs professional help um, mm. which definitely happened to me before um but you know effectively wherever you are on the confidence spectrum i think there's 
you know there, there is a positive to be taken from it i just think people need to be yeah. aware of that yeah we've got to end this segment you know like we keep giving people actually good advice yeah it's crazy what's like, going on like people in this in this email um anony mouse has said thanks for the excellent non-content mm. like we've been over over delivering crazy crazy well thank you very much anonymous for yeah for thank your you anonymous. good question i hope, hope that's given you some help and if you kind of, maybe <laughs> hopefully that's the best we'll we can see. hope for and um and if you dear reader um have a problem that you'd like to submit to agony corner then you can email us you can use a throwaway if you like but we will be anonymizing anonymizing every email that we get so to to to, to christ agony corner you can put agony or corner or crisis corner whatever it is in the subject line and that helps us pick you out but mm. um we look forward to discussing and hopefully helping some of you in the future uh, do you want to do a transition into correspondence? Well, no, I think I think we can put a hard jingle in there, honestly. Yeah, let's just do put a hard jingle in, mate. Put a hard let's jingle. Let's just do a hard jingle. Dan's new favourite phrase of the day is now hard jingle. <laughs> that sounds like a band. Yeah. Hello, uh, we're um, hard jingle, and this is uh, Envy. <laughs> I don't know why. To me, um, that that sounds like they should do Christmas music. Hi, you're listening to Hard Jingle Radio on Fox. Coming up next. <laughs> Envy, the new Christmas sing. <laughs> anyway, look, we're in uh, Correspondence Corner now. This is the thing. Oh, my God. I'm yes. going to read you an email now, and it's quite shocking, Simon, so prepare yourself. It comes with pictures, so check them out, because it is a bit scary. Wow, okay. James Mumford writes in, Dear Messrs. Clark and Moore, thought I'd drop you an email just to let you know that I am indeed the chosen one. Last night... He was supposed to bring balance to the force! Last night, I was hit by a car while on my bike... The car was travelling at least 30 miles an hour, hit me side on, and I crashed crashed into the windshield before flying over the roof. My bike's completely f***ed, but I, miraculously, am not. Oh my the witness who called the ambulance gave a statement to the police claiming that I got up before my bike had hit the ground, and that she was shocked that I even got up at all. I sustained only one minor injury, partial ligament damage to my shoulder. I've attached pictures of both the car I decimated with my arse and me having been immobilised in the ambulance. The immobilisation was just precautionary, by the way. They pretty much knew I hadn't sustained any spinal damage, and we just took a picture of it to scare my mother. So yeah, last night I could have seen the first recorded death of a reader, but alas, it transpires that I am the only one who must bring balance to the force. I will treat my newfound immortality with respect and acknowledge my responsibility to the people of this world. AOTL. James Mumford. Well, I James, mean, I hope you're all right. That's that, it looks very scary. Considering I mean, that we, we were can both, see these photo. I mean, so yeah, I'm mean, looking at the photo. You have a wide ass, my friend. That's a big I old mean, bum. Don't kick a guy when he's guys when he's down. He's just been no, hit by not. a car. He wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> he's but been hit a... by a car, but... and your first response is, "Yeah, I got a cracking, cracking big ass though." But look I mean, at the James, size of the damage okay. on the windscreen. Like that, if he, he's he's gone arse first into the windscreen, and it's he it's, has gone. He's literally gone arse over tit. He's a thick boy. That's what I would do to that car. If my Sims version of me is thick enough, that that's the damage I would do to a car. Meanwhile, if I was here, I would pass through the car without sustaining any damage. <laughs> nor would the car notice I'd even gone through it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But no, this, to be fair, if I'd been hit by a car, I'd disappear through the grills. This, uh, yeah, yeah, sucked straight into the engine. This this car uh, windscreen for those of you uh, listening to this at home. Imagine a pool 
that um, someone has just done a bomb into and there's a huge ripple and bubbles um, uh, through the, the bluey kind of greeny water. It's one of the pools from Rio. And um, there's like white waves all over the half of the surface of the pool. It hasn't propagated to the other half of the wind of the pool. That's what the windscreen looks like. It's You can see that it's clearly there's been a f- massive impact. Also, there, there is then a photo of James, James on a stretcher with a neck brace all tight. Like, it does look like they're about to tell you that you can't walk ever again. I hope also, I hope, and this applies to all listeners, if you're on a bike and you listen to this podcast... Don't. Please, yeah, like, just just think <laughs> that it, that might not be a good idea. I'm not saying that James was listening while he was riding, because he's oh probably, God, imagine very, if we were probably a clever guy. Oh, um, God. But just, you know, it's like when you're crossing a road, take your headphones out. Yeah. Just, you know... Be sensible, guys. Be, I mean, we were safe. nearly hit by a car, do you remember? Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Oh, I do remember that. My God, yeah, we were. We literally both had to physically jump out of the way of a car yeah. that was nearly came and hit us after a Compline, and, which is an evening evening prayer. I mean, um, obviously, you've uh, uh, James has sort of gone over the car. We would have just gone straight into the ground. Like yeah, we would. This we guy didn't. Not... He, I mean, God knows what he was on, or had been smoking, or drinking, or anything. It was two of them in there, but they just careered off, um, uh, off, off onto this kind of patch of grass, and then was slipping and sliding all over the road just clearly like pedal to the floor flying and coming up at the, the, the visibility on this particular hill is awful mm. as in he was on the other side of the road going uphill um at quite a steep incline that was bending off to the left which means that anything coming over that that kind of hump if you will you he would have had no idea and would have plowed straight into him but uh, bear also, in mind we called mind. the police we, after we, that and uh, then on the news um uh, a woman had been hit by a car and was hosp- quite hospitalised with kind of like severe damage. I, I didn't know that. Anything. Yeah, yeah, I would put anything on it was that dickhead. Jeez. I mean, what we've done here is we've taken one of our readers has nearly died and we've made it about us. Yeah. So let's just put the focus back on James. James, I'm incredibly glad that you are okay. Yeah, well, I mean, thank- as okay as you look in that picture. Thank like, goodness. Wow. I think We're moment- sending you a speedy recovery. I'm glad that it says it's only one minor injury, but, you know, take it easy and... Obviously, normally listening to this podcast, you'd be kind of rolling around laughing, but just try and try and like control yourself this time. Yeah, well, I apologise for any damage or any pain that's been caused by you know you've got damaged ribs or something. We're making you laugh. Let's for no one laughs listening to this podcast. This is it's 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 not. If it's violent sobbing, (laughs) that also might cause a bit of pain. So sorry about that as well. Um, Sat sat in bed with his AirPods in, just mm. sobbing to himself, (laughs) like. Oh my goodness! Well, James, I'm very. Everyone, all the readers listening to this, can we just say um, together at this moment in time, Godspeed, James. Thank you. That was that was good. Good good work, everyone. Mm. Next up, an email from Kieran Kelly, dear Mrs. Moore and Clark. Oh, well, that was a great start. Long time nice, reader nice. and patron donator, but first time writer. I felt the need to write to you to know your opinions on musicals. I recently went to see The Great Shaman and wow, it's been four days and he still has the soundtrack on loop. Personally, I don't see it. I, I didn't enjoy it as we talked about. I think this might have been sent just before the last episode came out. Um, uh, and if there, yes, because yes, because you say, if you remember, I have tickets to Hamilton. I do. Well, I did. I went. Anyway, they've gone on basically to say um, uh, about their favorite musicals, and their favorite musicals are Miss Saigon, Jersey Boys, The Lion King, La La Land, and now The Greatest Showman. So, what's what are your favorite musicals? Also, don't breathe, don't breeze over his sign off. Oh, Team Dog Forever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, good man. Uh, good although man. he has also signed off correctly with Kieran Kelly, age seventeen and thirty-one forty-eights, which is nice. Nice. Perfect. Yes. What are your favourite musicals, Dan? Ooh, I mean, I like. I quite like Les Mis. 
I quite like um, a Harry Potter musical on YouTube. Ah, yeah. I know that's got, like the back of my hand. Um, I desperately want to see the Book of Mormon. Same, yes. Um, I've I've got a weird obsession with Joe's from the Technicolor Dreamcoat because um, it's just hilarious. The score is properly hilarious. Um, I've heard a lot of stuff about Dear Evan Hansen. That's meant to be really good. Yes, Waving Through a Window. I've, I've listened yeah. to... I don't know the context of it in the show or anything, but I've listened to it mm. a, a lot. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? I, was, I mean, I don't know very many stage musicals. It's it's a, it's something that I have been getting into through Pixel Girl. Cause she's, mm. she's certainly more into it. I don't think I don't, she'd ever say she was obsessed. She certainly was very into musical theatre when she was younger. Um, and she knows a lot more shows than I do. So I'm catching up. I do yeah. know that I want to see The Book of Mormon because I've heard that one song from it. Um, and Imogen, our good friend Imogen, really likes it. So mm. I want to go and see that, but I don't know see- anything really about it. Yeah, I did a lot of musicals at school. I did, you know, I did uh, Barnum, as we touched on last week. Yes. Uh, the Wizard of Oz, uh, Sweet Charity, which is where the, the song Hey Big Spender comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I used to do quite a bit. I preferred doing uh, plays um, rather than uh, musical theatre. But, you know, ooh, oh, uh, all of Sondheim stuff, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Into the, Into the Woods, um, Sunday in the Park with George. Um, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, they're that's all good. I do. I like musicals. I just don't. Re- I don't really watch them that often, to be honest. I, I imagine it's because I, there's there's not. A, if I'm going to the theatre, I usually see a play. I mean, do you think that because um, they've they've mentioned the Greatest Showman, for example, uh, a film as a musical? Does, do we think you can count Disney films as musicals? Um, I don't know. It's for it's it's difficult, isn't it? It's almost like would can you can you can you count a film version of a musical as a musical? To me, it's a different category. To me, like going to see Into the Woods on stage and mm. going to see, um, I don't know, Into the Woods, well, same exact, Into the Woods, uh, the film version, they felt like two very different things. Same with Les Mis, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, because and obviously the, the the you've got the example of like the Lion King as well, like the Lion King mm-hmm, starting as mm-hmm. a film and then this, this West End, um, or sorry, the stage version even. Because I mean, like they do share a lot of similar characteristics, and I definitely say that the soundtrack to Hunchback of Notre Dame is one of my favourite musical soundtracks. Yeah, um, and you know, I'm sure a lot of people would say the same about like Mary Poppins, um, or oh, they're not really in style at the moment. To be fair, although they're kind of coming back. What with um. Great Showman and Hamilton and everything like that, and oh, also no, there is yeah. the new there is the new Mary Poppins film coming out, of course, this year, which is um, terrifying. Yeah, Emily Blunt though, great choice, really, really great yeah, choice. For such so risky, very yeah. So hopefully, risky. as hopefully a concept, they... not to cast her, but just as a as a as a move to to sequelize something. As long as they don't Independence Day it and ruin the original by releasing a yeah. new version. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, ooh, in terms of uh, the producers would absolutely be one of my favourites. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely Mel Brooks. I mean, th- that's another one, actually, where there's the, there was the, the play and mm. then there was the film. Mm. Hang on. No, no, no. There was the film, then there was yeah. the play, then there was the film of the play Yeah. about the... Because <laughs> there was a film about a play, then they made a play about a film about a play, and then they made huh, the... <sighs> Film based on the play, based on the film, based on the play. Yeah, it sounds like Inception, the musical. Yeah, except it's significantly funnier. Yeah, um, yeah that would definitely be up there for me. And easier to follow. 
Yes. Although there was a video I watched actually recently that was all the... Because you remember how if we go down a layer in Inception, it's everything slows down by 60 times? Yeah. Um, there was a video where somebody did ev- everything in Inception as it happens in real time. Mm. So the van falling off the bridge in the real world happens in real time and then you see everything on it's because it, there are four levels um mm. you, you see everything happen as it you know sped up re- re- respectively which was pretty cool that is cool actually um what else is there i mean there's definitely some like a lot i do like a lot of the classic disney stuff um yeah definitely to me they're different to a musical though like you know i love um Although you say that, like you know, Beauty and the Beast was made into a Tony Award-winning musical, and basically the songs stayed the same. Songs stayed the same. Like mm, Aladdin's just been made. In- the songs stayed the same. Yeah, the, the songs stayed the same. Um, to do calculate. Um, Call the bondulance of having a strong. Anyone <laughs> seen that uh, that fine piece of memory? Oh, um, excellent memory. Gorgeous. Um, yeah. You know, Aladdin's just been done in the, in the West End. Like they're, I don't know. That's definitely not what, what at all what you've been asking, Kieran. Um, yeah, but th- but thought thought provoking stuff, Kieran. Thank you. Yeah, we'd like to take this moment to uh, interrupt scheduled broadcasting for a quick message. <laughs> um, Simon and I are recording considerably earlier in the week this week. Um, we're not going to say which day it is because that would give away the magic of production. Um, <laughs> but we're, the reason we're doing that is uh, we uh, we're wanting to to give you readers as much time as possible um, to email in. Because very excitingly, for the first time, we have a special guest on next week's episode. Ooh! Ooh! It's Chinese very fireball! Um, it's, it, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I know Simon, I know Simon is. Um, I am. And hopefully our guest is too. Um, but, but yeah, email in anything. Um, we're not going to tell you who it is. We're not going to tell you um, what it does. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Send, send us as much in as, as possible it can be as vague or specific as you like it's not going to make a difference because you're not going to know who it is until next week anyway but this is just a kind of signposting moment to let you know that we are we are keen keen for those dem dem sweet sweet emails um send them in please <laughs> and now we have a i don't know possibly too early to tell maybe triumphant return to the podcast of fan fiction uh those of you who've been reading for a while may remember that we uh we stopped reading out fan fiction after it all got a wee bit much and dan and i had rampant sex uh i mean no more needs to be said about that really um but the the author in question hannah muller has um come back and uh set out a list of apologies at the start of this this email so i'm, I'm gonna read these out for you uh, dear simon and dan there are a few things i want to mention clarify and apologize for much like that lack of oxford comma uh, one i only used phrases like the tiny man to avoid endless repetition of words and names as i don't think i oh don't think don't think i didn't feel totally ridiculous using them to be fair the tiny man i mean it worked just saying um thanks mate Again, why do you do this? Um, Two, I did not feel any kind of joy or satisfaction while writing this. It was probably just as terrible as it was for you to read it, and I'm sorry. Wow. It's a genuinely very sincere apology, Hannah. Um, Three, if there's ever going to be smut again, I need a ghost or co-writer. Good. Four, the the way Dan reads his own voice is just hilarious, but also that's not what you actually sound like. Oh, thanks, Hannah. That's good to know. Five, regarding the islands full of Germans, literally every place you could possibly travel to is full of Germans. Every time we go on a holiday, anywhere, there are just tons of Germans. We're everywhere. When did we say the island was full of Germans? Was that 
I've no idea. I can't remember. That must be a very that's a that's a that's a deep deeply ingrained niche uh, reference to something that my brain cannot currently recall. It might have been Malta or something. Uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, apparently they're bloody Germans. They're everywhere. Uh, six. The way Dan sneezes. There's nothing more to be said there. Do you sneeze in a cute way? Apparently, I sneezed. I think so. Maybe. Or maybe oh, just a noteworthy way. I included you in the edit. Yeah, there was a bit that I was nearly cut out, but it was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, it was just disgusting sounding. It wasn't cute. That was it. Uh, uh, seven, I would love to listen or read uh, to episodes with guests we know from videos like Ed, Hugo, Corin, etc. on the podcast. Now, I've thought about this. We could do an episode with, for example, Ed or Hugo or Corin. If, if you listening to this, if you've heard the, about these people, maybe you've watched the Chapel Choir videos or the Bass Mile. Uh, the, the... Incidentally, t- um, today is the anniversary of the Bass One Beer Mile. Oh yeah, we did it on Shrove Tuesday wow. last year. Wow, what a ride! How time then. flies. I mean, yeah, goodness me. So, yeah, if you'd like the sound of that, then email in because I'm sure that certainly Ed would definitely love it um, mm. if we were to include them. And number eight, I'm just so sorry for last week. So so sorry. Um, you know what, Hannah? That I think apology accepted, Captain Nida. Totally. That's that's totally fine. And, and at this it point, wasn't, I mean, it, it was it was scarring to read. We <laughs> really was. the fact that I had to read that out loud, but it was quite funny. With 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 hindsight, it it did make me laugh. But she promises that this week there is no smut. So I'm going to pass over to Dan. I'm going to be closing my my little email tab, and uh, over to you, Dan, to read the next chapter in the Time Traveler with the extraordinarily big forehead. Actually, could you possibly rec- maybe ignore the last episode? Can you recap what's happened in this story so far? No. Jolly good. Um, okay. I refuse to go. I refuse to look back. I will. I will not cast my mind back to that traumatic time. <laughs> From memory, you are a time traveler. You appeared in the woods when yep. I was running. I picked. Oh you wow! Up. Okay, d- deduction there. The title: time traveler. <laughs> well done. <laughs> my memory. If I just try and recall, I think you had a big forehead as well. Oh um, yeah, got it, got it. And uh, if you, uh, I picked you up and I took you back home, and mm-hmm. like, kind of, you were getting used to the fact that it was. The, the now time uh, mm. m- modern day modern and, day as it's also known uh, you uh, attached yourself in the bar thinking about me and you Whoa. admitted to me you were a time traveller and I think that was yep. that was about where we were up to for those of you who are new I mean yeah it Sorry. sounds about it's about as weird as, as it sounds yes it is pretty hilarious though as weird as it sounds it's it's a funny read so uh, listen back find those previous episodes and uh, and marvel also uh, Hannah's amazing writing this is a uh, you know you could you could not tell for that she's um I'm gonna try and use that as a compliment. It sounded bizarre. I was gonna say you couldn't tell she's a German. Like all Germans can't write. Um, her English is superb. Oh, it is. It's, it's certainly miles better than our German. Okay, here we go. Settle settle down, everybody. Here we go. Um, readers, if you're listening, this is the perfect opportunity to pause the podcast and go make yourself a cup of tea or coffee or hot and cold drink of your choice. If you're a freak like Simon, hot who can't and drink cold hot drinks. Or, hot or cold. You- yeah, not and. My goodness, did, you can have. Did you I can say have like and? A, yeah, you said and. You can, you can have a tepid drink if you want. Huh? I mean, yeah, iced tea. Is that even okay? Yep, fair enough. Go, go for it. Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. The time traveller with the extraordinarily big forehead, Chapter Seven. The next morning, Simon woke up for a moment and he thought he just had a very confusing dream until he remembered what had happened the night before. Oh god. Still (laughs) keeping his eyes closed, hoping reality would become a little bit less real, he carefully spread his arms to see if Daniel was still lying in his bed. Luckily, he seemed to be alone. 
and now slowly oh, blinked, okay. noticing that the sun had already risen and was now shining onto his bed, where, less than 12 hours ago, he... No. Simon didn't even want to think about what happened the previous night. Oh, f- no. Simon. Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> I do not want to revisit that. But, uh, but where was Daniel? But where was Daniel? A part of him hoped... I don't know. You asked you tell me. left the flat and he'd never have to think about him again. <laughs> but the part <laughs> that was worried... The, the part... But the part that was worried, what might... Oh, the penitent man will pass. The pen- penitent man will pass. <laughs> um, I think there may have been a typo in this bit, so I'm just trying to figure it out. But... Oh, you just praise her. Oh, she's fantastic. She's so great. She's such a great writer. Oh, the bloody typo oh, here. Oh, I see. No, it's not. It's not. It's just a little bit of a garbled um, clause. A part of him, oh, all right, part, Jesus! I'm an English, I'm, a, I'm an English student. I look out for these things. A part of him hoped the mysterious man. Okay, I'm going to draw attention to the bit that will make this part make sense. A part of him hoped the mysterious young man had left the flat and he'd have to think about him, never have to think about it again. But the part that was worried, what might happen to the time traveller from another century on the streets of modern Exeter, outweighed the embarrassed part. So Simon, still moving slowly, got up, opened the door to the hallway, and quietly went downstairs to the living room, where he found Daniel sitting on the couch. Looking as the, okay, um, the reason why this set, the sentence is also garbled is because it literally it's a six uh, line sentence. Ah. Um, yeah, um, the room where he found Daniel sitting on the couch, looking at a newspaper as if it was some kind of magical item and not just a piece of paper containing the more or less important events of the previous week. I'm just imagining to- you looking at it like. Like, what? Like holding it with your arms fully extended. Yeah. Like, what is this thing? Like rotating it. <laughs> To Dan, on the other hand, it was absolutely fascinating. It technically told him what was going to happen in the future, even though this future was already history. Suddenly, he startled because he heard the sound of footsteps on the stairs behind him. Obviously, it was only Simon who had woken up, but Daniel was still scared of every noise or movement in the shadows behind the doors or in the dark corners, and, to his defence, he had every reason to be frightened when he remembered what happened last night, before he went to Simon's room where they... No, he didn't want to think about no. that right now, no. or ever again. How could he act in such an unprofessional manner when there was great danger, just waiting to get revenge on him? Suddenly, there was a loud bang. Yeah, there was. Followed by the noise (laughs) of a shattering glass, and the living room was filled with dark purple smoke. (gasps) While Daniel sat on the couch, scared to move or even breathe, Simon jumped backwards and pressed his body against the wall behind him. When the smoke had almost entirely vanished, the two men could see a creature, which seemed neither to have a solid shape nor a face like anything they'd encountered before in their lives. When it slowly began to move towards Daniel, not touching the ground as if gravity didn't have any effect on it. It looks ghastly! Simon scraped in it. It's super effective! (laughs) Simon started screaming in fear, trying to make the young man get away from the creature, but Dan didn't move. So I, I started screaming in fear in an attempt to get you to move away. Yeah. So I had this ghastly thing in front of me, and I'm looking at you, like with Screaming. eyes wide with fear. Like my my body is pointed at the ghastly, and my eyes are looking at you, like ah! ah! He knew these things, and even though their appearance had never got, had never had good consequences, they themselves were completely harmless. Their job was usually to deliver messages, not rarely containing threats, to targets of the cult they belonged to. The creature started to speak to Daniel quickly, and quickly turned around to Simon to give him a sign to be quiet so this creature's <laughs> telling you to like shut up okay <laughs> we need a voice for the creature um it's gonna be really it's not the ross hornby goblin voice but it's like a kind of shadowy kind of disgusting okay. low guttural but okay. also breathy kind of voice okay low guttural but breathy yeah gotcha like a kind of um i don't know how fuck mathematics 
kind of sound. That's 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 lovely. Wow. See, it sounds ghastly. Ready, ready, steady, go. We're we're coming to get you. Well, I'm also There's Australian. No way to escape. <laughs> we're coming to get you, mate. G'day, cunts. <laughs> There's no way to escape. Oh, that's actually quite painful. Hang on. <coughs> that's what you said last episode. Whoa. <laughs> There's no way to escape once the last ray of light from the moon has left the night sky and the planet Earth prepares for yet another rotation around the devil's golden eye and you, my friend, will be stuck forever between the ticking of the clocks which create the miracle of life. But after making it go on for some time, recklessly destroy their creations, which is what we should have done with you a long, long time ago. The strange creature backed away from Daniel and slowly disappeared through the wall, leaving oh. behind a shivering Simon and Dan, who was still unable to move. <laughs> that sounds so terribly polite. <laughs> what? I'm imagining what that. Bloody, what bloody hell? What was that? Simon whispered, oh, still geez. shivering. You know, I've, that previous, I've heard that them previous shot, Sorry, it's just finished talking. Like As it's talking, the camera's getting closer and closer, and the background, like Edgar Wright style, is getting like darker and darker and darker. And yeah. then suddenly... And it started moving backwards. Like you're suddenly back in a wide shot and it's all yeah. perfectly lit and it's just like yeah. kind of awkwardly seems out of, out of existence. I've heard of them before, Daniel answered with a mix of different expressions that Simon couldn't quite understand on his face. I, I know that they're some kind of omen, usually not a good one. I just can't recall their name, but they belong to a group of people believed to be wizards and witches that live next to the river. He thought out loud, but he quickly corrected himself. Lived, I guess. I can't quite believe this. He vaguely pointed at his surroundings. It's actually real. This isn't a situation I ever planned to be in. I'm just as clueless as you. Well, if if they're actually serious about this, we definitely need a plan, Simon responded. I I might have something in mind. Do you happen to possess a map of Great Britain? The two men spent all evening planning and researching information on the internet, which fascinated Dan more than anything he'd seen before. Hang on, if my mind was blown by a newspaper, I must have passed out at the sight of the internet. <laughs> I mean, to be Just fair, <laughs> if I was a time traveller, I'd be like, hold the f***ing phone. I know we've got like a shadow demon from the realm between here and the moon. But... If you were a time traveller, you literally would have said, hold the f***ing phone, what yeah. is a phone? Yeah, what is yeah. this thing? It's like it's like the classic 1593 called, and they were like, Prayathi, what is this box which maketh noise? Um, but like, if you were like that, shown the internet, you'd just be like, whoa, I don't care that I'm being hunted. What? Yeah. I can look at boobies whenever I want? This is amazing. This is amazing. This is fantastic. This is just like magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> boobies. It's just like magic. The two men spent all evening planning and researching information on the internet, which fascinated Dan more than anything he'd seen before. And in the end, they came up with an idea that sounded just crazy, but also happened to be the only chance they would get to prevent that the most certainly dangerous people from the past and their plans succeeded end of chapter seven okay bloody hell hannah okay so bloody hell said ron bloody hell said ron what a twist so a weird purple thing that sounded bizarre went australian for a bit and then hurt my throat so i had to kind of change it (laughs) so it's a shadow creature and it comes from the realm that was going to like take back dan's time travel powers i think so i guess or it's it was it was i love the exposition then yeah they yeah, they never had, they certainly, he knew these things, and even though their appearance never had good consequences, they themselves were completely harmless. Their job was usually to deliver messages, not rarely containing threats to targets of the cult they belonged to. 
Okay, well, I mean... So I'm a target for this cult. We're definitely going to have to read out the next chapter. Hannah, you're, you're back. You're back in, in style. It's good. Yeah, you're back. Good. Goodness me. Okay, and then do you want to finish off the script? Yes. So, Simon, what have we learned today? But obviously that's me. Like, that's <laughs> that was me well, Daniel, we've, uh, we've been looking at Billy Austin, an English professional footballer who played Holy for... Holy shit, uh... I completely forgot that's where we started. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Wikicast, everyone. It's meant to be about Wikipedia, but we actually talked about... Um, oh my God, what did we talk about? Um, Jesus, everything and anything. I don't even know if we can give a summary this time around. I genuinely don't know if we can. We talked about bollocks no. for a bit. Like We talked about Amsterdam we, and VidCon for quite a while. Yeah, we, we talked about people who died in 1900. And also Johan Johansson, um, who sadly died now. Yeah. Our favourite directors that we want to interview. Yeah. Um, we mentioned that we've got a very exciting guest next week. Yes, so please so we, send... We, we, we are craving for your for your emails. So email in, please. Spongyandelectric at gmail.com. No, spongyelectric. Spongy shh, shh, they'll never know the difference. And you can also send us... Spongyelectric at gmail.com. And as well as please sending us your messages for our guest, you know, Make them your ordinary emails to the show, but bear in mind we will have a guest here. Um, mm. Or you can also send us our uh, emails to Crisis Corner, uh, mm. which we'll anonymize. And mm. you know, I, I personally really look forward to those. I like tackling an issue a bit more seriously. Um, yeah. and, and we had a good one this week talking about chronic illness. Mm. And then we also finished off with an amazing fan fiction, which has just changed the game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Hannah, she's back. Everyone, she's round of back. applause for Hannah. Hans just made a circle, just to let you know. Nice. Round of applause. And that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook, and if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. Shadow Monsters from an Alternative Dimension, emails for our guest and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole. And we'll see you next time. And that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can. I sound so bored. Hang on, can I do that again, please? <laughs> sure. And that's all for this week's episode. Don't oh. forget to do some sh- and listen to the next week. Bye-bye.